Welcome to the Cardinal Cafe. My name is Greg Chastain. I am the president of Voices of Hope. My partner, Ed Siegel, is uh, not available to be here today, so I'm solo, so I'm sorry you won't hear our sports banter, but our guests are sports nuts, I think, from what I see when I see her on TV. We have the privilege of having Dale and Maria Stefanos with us today. Dale is an amazing artist who's been published in magazines such as Rolling Stone, Time, Sports Illustrated, plenty of others that I'm sure we'll get to talk about. And we all know Maria from uh, Channel 5, WCBB, and before that, Fox and other. She's been around for a while and in our home. So welcome. Thank you for joining me, a, a novice in this podcast world. I'm so happy and lucky to have you guys with me. You have a great voice, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. We can do the sports talk thing if you want. If Whatever. We will we'll banter with you. I know uh, the Celtics last night showed up. Way showed up, Jason yes. Jason Tatum showed up. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. 50, right? He had 50 points? Yeah. Yeah. I was floored. I was like, where have they been for the last month? It was great to see. Hopefully they'll keep it up. And I think I was looking at how these play-in games work. I'm assuming now they are in the playoffs. They are like the eighth seed or seventh seed or something like that, depending on which one comes out of the other playoff game. But it's very exciting to have hockey and basketball playoffs again going on. And the Red Sox are in first place by half game. So Boston's back. The universe has kind of reversed itself back to where it should be. We're all back in the playoffs. and That's right. We can now go back to being obnoxious mass holes who are screaming <laughs> at each other and breathing on each other. And Exactly. Oh, my God. I, I long for pandemic traffic now. I get out in the road and I'm like. I long for that, too. I know. It's uh, so bad again. Quickly, too. It's yep. it's unbelievable. I, I remember on the newscast the other night, Maria, you were saying that you got stuck coming into the newscast, didn't you? I literally, literally walked on the set, threw my microphone on, dripping sweat, pushed the hair <laughs> out of my eyes and said, good evening, everybody. I barely <laughs> made it. I, ba- I came in on fumes, but I did it. So it's crazy. All I did yesterday was drive to Fuddruckers up in Reading. And I live in Winchester and should take 12 minutes. It took me 22 minutes to get there at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, a crime, a crime. But it's good that everybody thinks opening. So it's good that everybody's back out. And hopefully we'll all be doing uh, what we love to do here soon. Voices of Hope, just so you know, we've gone back to rehearsing. We have a dance rehearsal on Saturday. Great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll be masked until, until uh, the 29th and everything. But we're able to... The majority of us are vaccinated, which is awesome. So we can get back and do it's things great. like that. Um, and, but we were, we're doing a virtual show coming up soon. So we're able to get back in the studio and do all these things. Um, we built a ver- we built nine recording studios in our dance studio so we could keep recording individually. So they're all COVID safe, little bubble wrap microphones. And oh, so wow. I've been able to do fun stuff like that. So it's That's been great. Awesome. And our musicians are back. So you'll see some fun stuff from us. But We're not here to talk about us right now. We're here to talk about you guys. Thank you very much again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Like I said, this is uh, new to me, so it's kind of nervous interviewing an interviewer. (laughs) No, don't. You know what? Please don't be. We're friends. So let's just. Yeah, we've known each other for almost 10 years now, if you can believe that. Um, You were at Fox when we first met. And uh, the first time we got together, we came in in Moss and uh, surrounded you at your news desk and took all these great pictures of us watching you type and stuff. It was very, we were just in awe of being in the studio. And But so a couple of things that I just wanted to uh, talk about because of that, Maria, I know you do a lot of charity work. I see you a lot hosting things and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we've been very blessed to have you and your Channel 5 family host us 
many times on your shows. We were just on Chronicle, which was we've been trying to get on for 10 years and finally did it. And it was great. Bob Halloran plays in our golf tournaments. Ed Harding hosted one of our shows uh, in Winchester once. Yeah. Yeah. I have Bob on my team. So but I tell him I'm president, so I can't win. So I'm playing bad on purpose. So he's so just so he knows why I can't, I can't win my own tournament. You know, we've been blessed with that. We've been blessed with media in other ways, too. And But a lot of the groups like our size, we're a small group, small nonprofit, small theater, have trouble getting traction in those sort of things. And I know that you do a lot of things, but what drives you to, I won't say choose a charity, but to become involved in one so other groups might get an idea of, of, of how they can sort of uh, help raise their hand and say, hey, we're out here too. How can you help us sort of thing? My heart, if it touches my heart, which just about everything does. <laughs> so it's not, it's not that hard. It really isn't. I mean, if, you, if you're someone who's looking for exposure, really send the email, pick up the phone and call. It won't hurt you. And if you reach someone like me, I will always read it and always try to help and always try to give back because that's what my parents taught me. I I really believe that if you believe in what it is you're doing, I'm going to believe in it too. Maria's biggest, not fault, but I I, I often have to say, you know what, maybe that's enough. (laughs) Maybe that's enough of the charities uh, because you have every single day of the month blocked out here every weekend. Her impulse is to say yes and to try to help. Um, she was brought up by two very, very kind people who instilled that in her, and and she tries to put it out there. Like I always say, Maria's biggest fault is way too much hospitality. She's like the best politician I know. Walks in a room and someone someone will recognize her, and she goes over. And I'm like, you don't have to go over there. You don't have to meet them and be friends with them. <laughs> It's okay if you just walk in a room and somebody sees you. And But her impulse is to connect with people. So so connect with people. If you're a charity, just make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. They, I've, I've told my friends who are at the charities, like, they say, how did you get on Channel 5? How did you get on other things? I'm like, I just, I just asked. You do ask. And you're kind about it, right? Yeah. Like you said, you have to be genuine in the ask. You can't just be saying every two minutes, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. It's more like, right. can you help us? Yeah, don't ask for the need. Ask for ask to help you because that's because that's what we all need. We all need help. Sure. As an as an observer in all this, because I don't do what she does. The the ones that seem to to be most effective are the ones who you know are genuinely helping people and uh, demonstrate how they're helping people and how she can help instead of like you just said, I need this. I need this. I need this. You're not really demonstrating, you know, your value that way. Right. If, if Maria or anybody in her position, um, anybody who can help, uh, I mean, look at Bob Kraft. If you can see an avenue to helping people, then that's a lot more useful than asking for something you need. Right? Yeah. The crafts have been incredible to us. We met Jonathan at the Mass General Giving program they used to have, and we were nominated for an award. And Jonathan was the one who gave our speech, like who we are and that sort of thing. And Mike Consoli, you know, Mike Maria from Groveland. Groveland. He, he's in our group and he just walked up to him and said, look out, look at us. We could sing the national anthem. And that following season, we sang the national anthem before the Jets game, which was incredible. It was my 50th birthday. When we walked off, we walked off through the Jets sideline 
And they all like high fived us and said, great job. And I was like, yay, but I'm going to be booing you in about two minutes, dude. So, <laughs> and since then they've just been, they've been wonderful to us. We have our golf coming up in July and we always do a silent auction. And Patty Kraft sent me a Julian Edelman signed Jersey to put in the, to, to put into it. Wow, and that's great. The last few years they've been giving us their tickets to auction off for a game. They've been grettled. So like you said, the crafts are incredible people. You know, people around the country know them for the football, but around here we know just how amazing they are in their generosity to uh, all the charities around here. Dale, I have to say one of the things that my daughter most cherishes is that uh, gift I was able to give of your artwork. For those who don't know Dale's artwork, if you've ever stood in line at Reading Jordan's Furniture to go into IMAX, those giant, amazing I don't want to call them posters, but what would you, lithographs? I'm not sure what they have there of yours, but all that artwork is yours. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible. It's it's no longer there. That, that It's that, right here. That show and came there. to a conclusion, but. In our house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was nice. We planned on maybe six months and it ended up being two years. Elliot's a real sweetheart of a guy. I, I kind of bumped into him in a situation. And he said he hated, I hate my IMAX theater hallway. And I said to him, that's an incredible sentence. Like. How many can, how many people can actually use that sentence? <laughs> I hate my IMAX theater hallway, right? <laughs> okay, I'm in. Whatever it is, I'm in. So he just offered me the opportunity to to show work there and you know sell some prints, and that was nice. Uh, but thank you, thank you. They're unbelievable. Um, my daughter has Kurt Cobain, and I gave it to her for her college graduation because she's a huge Nirvana fan. Even at as a young age, she's only 22, but she knows good music when she hears it. Unfortunately, we are a podcast, not a vlog cast. I think that's what you call the video, because behind you guys is some of uh, Dale's amazing art. How did you uh, get started? Uh, were you always an art kid? I was always an art kid. <laughs> yep. I don't come from an artistic family. We never went to museums. We never went to the theater. There was no, we were a sports family. Like my family business was basically athletics. Both of my parents were incredible swimmers. Swimming, swimming Hall of Fame. fame. Yeah. So I, you know, I was one of those kids who, who I, my earliest memories were being in a sleeping bag on a pool deck in the Lynn Boys Club um, (laughs) before I could swim. So that was the family business. At the same time, though, I had this babysitter who was this hippie, you know, late 60s, um, uh, you know, maybe 1967 through 71 or 72. She was just this beautiful, encouraging gentle person we'd go down to king's beach and swamp scott and sit on the beach and just draw as any kid does you know i i was uh, i was loving the positive input you know yeah. i got, got a lot of love from her and then i copied you know my my neighbor's drawings uh, kyle cooper who we had a crazy tight little neighborhood i grew up two doors down from where governor baker now lives it wasn't a fancy neighborhood okay. there, uh, in swamp scott and my neighbor Kyle Cooper, he went on to be, he's a, like a, a, a revolutionary uh, title sequence designer in Hollywood. He did Seven, he did Spider-Man. Anyway, I would copy his drawings that he copied from Mad Magazine. So it was this like this, this world of comic books and album covers and people saying, hey, you're awesome. Um, so, you know, I just kind of rode that. And then the, that approval turned into, um, somewhere along the way, turned into a, a paycheck. It's been a blast. Wait a minute. He skipped over the part where we were in high school together and we were in English class and I would be doing all of the hard work. What was her name? Uh, Mrs. Hey. What was her name? Oh, who knows? No. Who knows? 
Drop, he would I, draw was, pictures of the teacher work. and not do any work. Do you know how and it she is? was so charmed <laughs> by this man that she would pass him. And I was doing all the hard work. What was her name? All the hard work. Do you know how difficult it Don't is to even. get a likeness while you're supposed a to likeness? be doing an essay? A likeness? You're not supposed to be drawing oh in English God. class. You're supposed to be taking doing the work. I was. Oh, this was an English class. I thought she was your art teacher. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> All classes were art classes as far as I was concerned. Oh, that's great. That's how he got this through. This particular teacher. Really, 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 really bright guy, genuinely. So you guys have been together since high school then? Yeah. Oh, yes. Horrible student, really, really bright guy. And he got through, I know, because in some of the classes I sat behind him and he draw pictures and that's how he got through. I made her laugh. He made her laugh, not me. Well, yeah, you made me laugh. That's why we're still together. But the, <laughs> he would draw the teachers. Oh, Dale, you're so funny. Well, you know, you get by or you can get by, right? Please. Oh, my God. Did, did you go to art school then or did you? No, 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 no. No? No, I just. Um, the school of life. I couldn't hold a job when I was. I wanted to be a musician. And, you know, I, I considered that my job and I practiced, you know six to eight hours a day sometimes more would uh, drag his girlfriend to the guitar store and play stairway to heaven over and over and over and <laughs> over and over stairway again. to heaven in every he would try to teach me how to play shop. guitar the opening of yes and i'm thinking i just want to go outside and run around i just want to be i want to yes oh. i still what? quiz her on oh who, i know every guitar player i know every lick <laughs> i know every single thing you want to know about of, guitars a lot of pop quizzes on but i know guitars. like deep go i will oh, go wow. deep with you yep. so you're a yes fan i i'm a big yes fan I, oh, I yeah yes. well i saw uh, yes in florida and i thought oh i can play that because my boyfriend taught me how to play that yes funny. My friend's father actually designed the bass player. Oh my, it's just name just went out of my head. Steve Howe's the guitar player. John Lord. Rick Wakeman, Steve Howe. Yeah. John um, Anderson. Chris Squire. Chris Squire. He was good friends with Chris and he designed his bass and made his bass for him. He was a John Meradian, his amazing guitar designer. Wow. Oh, wow. And his son now, um, Jim Meradian, actually. His son, John, is a friend of ours. Who's John's a guitar maker and repairer for the stars. He got us a... Uh, Autographed Aerosmith and autographed Kiss guitars. He That's knows awful. all the big. He, he used to be in Winchester, and pe- the police they used to drive by slowly to see what stars in his show is is in his showroom today. Oh, they saw Dave cool. Matthews in there one night, and they were like, "Oh, I hope he gets robbed right now, so we can go in there and save Dave yeah. Matthews." <laughs> Jim's base is actually in Seattle. We saw it when we went out there. There's a museum out there. It's a huge Nirvana museum, huh. EMS, and they have a whole Nirvana section. And the base that Jim made for Chris is in that. That's- Cool. was in that space it was really cool right. yeah i saw i saw yes when i was in high school and they were in the round and it was i love keyboards and i was enamored with rick wakeman i just every time he came around the whole thing would rotate and every time he came around that's when i would just like watch him he had he was surrounded by keyboards and that was the uh, uh owner of a lonely heart tour i don't remember the name of the tour it was 1978 79 something like that i'm dating myself how old oh, i am okay. but it was at Purdue University in Mackey Arena, and the arena's round, and so it was It was perfect. It was awesome to That's watch. Awesome. But I want to go back to something you said, Dale, a little bit about your parents. They're both swimmers, but I also know that your mom's gone through some time with cancer in her life and kind of yep. wanted to uh, see if you wanted to share some of that. As you know, that's what we do. Yep. We like to uh, hear success stories, which I think is a success story from what Maria had told me. She had head and neck cancer. Head and neck cancer. Uh, it was stage four. She had a lump in her... Neck. You know, in her neck, 
she felt like she had the flu for like months and doctors kept telling her it's you know it's just a virus it'll You're go fine. away and finally she's like this is you know there's something wrong here what decade was this this well this was uh 2004 oh, okay or 5 the right around there little. yeah she finally got the the diagnosis it was stage 4 throat cancer i forget the exact diagnosis and it was pretty dire it was like basically like you, you got know, six there's months. really nothing much there is this one experimental uh study going on what is dr she? posner dr richard uh, richard posner yeah i think he's in new york now incredible guy my mother called him the, the big onc this oncologist she's got she a great charmed idea, really. every doctor through every treatment yeah anyway it was it was um extreme amounts uh, no chemo extreme amounts of radiation very localized they're not allowed to do it anymore she made it through she lost about 80 pounds. She, she it knocked out her salivary glands. She could no longer eat solid food uh, for a while. She had a, a feeding tube, um, eventually, eventually got off that and was on the ice cream and chowder diet. Thankfully, after a few years, her biggest problem was high cholesterol because of that. But um, while she was going through treatment, you made a, a heavy metal list. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she that said was she wanted... Chemo. She was doing radiation and chemo together. Oh, yeah, but the radiation was the, the real... That was it. Yeah, yeah. The effects of the chemo weren't, weren't really extreme, but so she she treated cancer, right? Uh, like uh, like a home invasion. She's <laughs> from Somerville, and she had an older brother who was the star quarterback at Somerville High and later yes. Holy Cross, who she adored and she always wanted to keep up with. So she was always one of the boys, kind of battling her way for the right to just hang with the guys and and play sports. She treated cancer as, you know, uh, an enemy on the field, basically. So she asked me to make a, a mixtape that would help blast the uh, <laughs> the cancer out of her. So I'm like, okay, what do you want? She, she said, give me the, the hardest, heaviest music you have. So it was like, you know, Pantera and, and you know, Metallica and Slayer. Wow, that's that's heavy stuff. <laughs> Dropping young lad, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just the heaviest stuff. And she would sit there while she was getting her her uh, chemo, and just you know, you'd hear in the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's as you know, it's a lot of it is psychological. It's your. She really believes her attitude. In addition to the cutting edge medicine, she believes her attitude really got her through. And I totally believe that as well because she, there's the cancer side, has come back again uh, and again but not really i mean only recently in the past year or so she's she's had a couple of instances and she's now just in the past couple of days she's waiting on a diagnosis for something she's got to oh. but it's how she that. handles it right but like i was going to say aside from maria she's the most positive person i've ever met and i really do believe that had huge effect on on how she got through the yeah, my mom, same thing, about the same time your mom was going through that, my mom had nasal cancer, went through the radiation, which was horrible, but she was always very positive, and she beat that one. Sadly, the second one was, was a lot worse, but she was always upbeat and positive. She never asked me for rock and roll music. It was more, it was more like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> There's that's a just, big difference, Greg. That's the stuff my mom would tell me to turn down in my room. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's true, though. Uh, the people that we've known in our lives that have got cancer, if if they're really positive and work at it and look for those treatments, they've they've done well. 
But it's incredible now, too. I was talking with uh, one of my other guests a while back. The one thing that I do get, I don't know if angry is the right word, but I get frustrated with it. When my mom was diagnosed in 2009, they had nothing for what she had. And now they have all these options and things. So if she could have just waited 10 years to, yes. to get her cancer. But can I just say, this is your podcast, but I can just say as someone who's had a front row seat to what it is that you do, Greg, what you do because of what you just said, how much money you have raised for Mass General and for all of these things, because it, I think it's the best tribute you could ever do to your mother. It's so beautiful to me that, yes, they didn't have it then, but every day of your life, you spend trying to make sure that someone has it now. And you did that. And that to me is why we're sitting here right now uh, talking to you. I, I so admire you. You are the rock star uh, out there. What you do and how you do that in honor of your mother and how you said, okay, and that positive attitude. Okay, she had nasal cancer, you know, all these things. And, and there was nothing we could do then. But boy, you make sure that the doctors ha have these tools and the research to help people now. And for that, I so admire you. I yeah. really do. Thank you. Thank you. I do uh, what I do out of love for my mom. But as you know, we have so many people in our group that give so much of their time. And I just want to say, I, I, I love what Dale said about being positive. It doesn't mean that it will cure you. It doesn't mean that it, it fixes the cancer but it helps the journey. It makes it a little well, easier. I, I, what I, do you think? I, I think there's also, you know, um, real chemical things going on. When, when you're, you know, when you're uh, stressed out, you know, super negative, there's a lot of cortisol going on, you know, being released in your body. And that's a chemical that impacts you negatively. And when you're positive, you're more likely to do things that release dopamine and make you feel better. So, you know, uh, that's like the limit of my chemistry right there. <laughs> that was good, Dale. Good job. That was excellent. Picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. The po the more positive you are, yeah. Setting the table for whatever's going to happen. You know, whatever treatment you're having, is it entering an environment where there's already a lot of conflict and negative sort of mm -hmm. downward trending things happening in your body? Or is it entering a fertile ground for positive results? Right. I totally agree. You have to be positive in life. I learned how to draw landscapes in chemistry. <laughs> I was so good in chemistry. That was one of my best art classes. I remember looking up at the periodic table <laughs> of elements. Is that what you call that thing? Yes, Tim. And I remember that there was a moment when I was like, this is absolutely hopeless. And I looked out the window and I was like, I can do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail that landscape right there. It was beautiful outside. It was beautiful. Now I can see through your eyes how my daughter went through high school. She was the same. She's an artist, all this sort of stuff, and it was the same thing. Um, the more she got into her art, the more she would incorporate into any anything she did at school and all this stuff. And it was just she was an art kid, and she was not, you know. I, th I think our system is set up to um, sort of make kids like that fail. I thought for for a while. I thought, well, I guess I'm just stupid. I guess I'm just dumb. I guess I just can't do this. And I was just, I just had different abilities. That's all. And I was just super yeah. interested in music and art. 
and I didn't care about chemistry. I was 17 years old. Why should I? Because he had a girlfriend who did. <laughs> yeah, we uh, Gabby ended up going to Maine College of Art after all this stuff, and she was accepted into five art schools. And we kept yeah. telling her whole life, "This is what you want to do. This is how what you're good at. So let's let's concentrate on that." And great parent. You have to recognize recognize the there's a lot of kids in the world that are those kids that they need that encouragement too. It's yeah. not all, uh, you know. I I played sports in high school. Yeah, it's a different atmosphere now, as you attested to me answering one of your tweets and then having the governor answer me back i was so yes i just put out the the graphic that said how the state was going to open up and then you responded because you had a question because you care about this right and the governor the governor actually texted me he wanted to clarify i saw some folks from the music space you asking you (laughs) in twitter what the new rules are for singing in musical theater they seem to think that lifting all the rules doesn't mean them. It does. It's all rules for everybody. So if a restaurant wants to do this, they can, but that's on them. It was important for him, for you to know, but it was great that you asked that question. That's the beauty of social media. It's also the downfall of social media. Um, there's right, a it lot is. of stories out there, but look, you were concerned about that. You were genuine about it and not, not cranky. So he right. wanted to make sure that 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 question was answered. So there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, it's I think well thank you. It, the only and the reason I even asked is because singing and in theater has had different distances too. We have to be 10 yeah. feet apart, 20 feet apart. So we didn't fall into the categories of everything else. So it got kind of confusing and that is the reason I was asking like do we still have to follow? But anyway, but anyway, so I you're right, social media and I and I told my daughter that night I said this is why you have to be kind. civil and kind mm-hmm. in social media. You can't, we have a text group of my friends when we're watching Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots, we text each other. We don't put anything on social media, what we're saying, because, right. you know, we're friends with a lot of the people now that, that are in those worlds and we can have conversations between us like, oh, why is he pitching, blah, 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 sort of thing. It's just also not a nice thing. You know, they're doing their hardest. That's their job. If they fail one night, they'll be back the next night. It's not it's not life and death. It's sports. And but it's fun to with our friends to banter back and forth. And so your is your mom doing okay now? Or you you said you're waiting for results, but is there She's every she says, I wake up every day and I cannot believe I'm alive. Um so she got through the cancer. She spent a few years going back to Dana Farber and really just sort of being a an advocate. Yeah, an advocate. Yes, an advocate. Uh, you know, she'd go and, and, you know, just listen to people talk. Sit with people Sit who with are having people. treatment. She also, she recognized, hmm, these vending machines are full of sugar. Cancer loves sugar. Why are there Why are there vending machines with, you know, a bunch of junk food in a cancer That's hospital? That's right, yep. Uh, and she yeah. got them out of there. Sorry for you, you know, visitors who are Jones at first. She got rid of them. Oh, that's great. She's yeah. a force. She's a hurricane and a tornado all wrapped up in one. Yeah. In the uh, best way. Is she in the Swimming Hall of Fame? No, my father oh, the fa- is. Your my father is. No, it's, it's interesting. She had won, by the time she was, I think, 15, she had won well over a dozen national championships in, in middle and distance swimming. But there was no Title IX. So when she got to college, there were no women's swim programs. So right. that was it. That was it. You know, she survived cancer, came to all of the, the, the Relay for Life's 
very, very inspirational. Really inspirational. Um, and, you know, I mean, she got older. She's she got, what, congestive heart failure. Her body is breaking down, but she drives herself to Dana-Farber. She drives herself to Brigham. She's 80... 84. 400. <laughs> She's married to Sash Sanders won't... from the Celtics fame. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. quite a couple, and they live out in West, you know, Central Mass. Yeah, and they're amazing. She's this little feisty Irish woman who teaches all of us how to live. Yeah. How sharp, to live. Sharp. Sharp as, as, you talk to her on the, the phone, day is long. And if she's not tired, she sounds like she's 35. You just try to keep up, really. It's really incredible. She's remarkable. She truly is. Love to meet her someday. She sounds like my mom if my mom would have survived her cancer. She'd be out there fighting, doing all the same stuff, too. She's married to Satch Sanders? Yeah. Yes. So Ed's, Ed's father has a great story about him and the entire team coming into Bill Russell's restaurant back in the day. He's got a sign, Bill Russell and Satch and all the guys that were there, the whole entire Celtics team at that time signed a uh, Bill Russell menu. So he's trying to get it into the Springfield Hall of Fame because oh. it's, it's got that entire team signature. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he's, uh, he was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. So he was, he was very bummed he couldn't be here today. But um, he has a real job that pays him. <laughs> so he's, he's, actually, he's actually a scientist. So he's in there uh, uh, doing scientist stuff right now. Oh, that's I, great. I, I've, he's tried to explain to me what he does. I have, I have no idea. That's so I, did, I didn't know you guys were childhood sweethearts. That's great. From Groveland, right? Well, he was from Swampscott, and I was from Groveland, and his family moved from Swampscott to Groveland. And he came to school, and he was this really tall, beautiful, long-haired, who parted it to the middle. No boys at Pentucket Regional High School, or actually junior high school, yeah. parted their hair to the middle. And it was long and wavy, and he wore corduroys. And he walked down the hall, and I said, who is that? I was I could not believe. I was, who is that? He skateboarded, he skied, and I just was so enamored by Love it. Love at first sight. It actually was. And uh, oh, I think it was fascination at first. <laughs> for you or for me? <laughs> anyway, and I was this bouncy. Well, know. it's funny. The first time I ever saw Maria was in Groveland. There was this little swim and tennis club. Nothing fancy. Not fancy. Um, uh, that's where all, all the families during the summer would, would congregate. And I just heard this commotion. And I looked over on the tennis courts, and uh, there was this doubles game going on. Three Older middle-aged men. guys and one young lady. And she was kicking their ass and trash-talking. And I'm like, <laughs> who is that? <laughs> and it was really <laughs> Nothing's wow. Changed. Hey. That's great. So, Maria, who's the biggest trash talker at Channel 5? You or Ed? Because I've heard Ed do some pretty big trash talking on Are the news. Are you kidding me? Ed, all the way. <laughs> in the best way. In the best way. Yeah, Maria's not a trash talker professionally. Not professionally. Only no. on the tennis court. No. I think as she's matured, and I don't mean to say that you're a mature. Please. I... Yeah. Um, you're still older than I am, just for the record, 57. That's only in, <laughs> only in dog years. <laughs> um, but she, as she's matured, she's, she's really come to realize that where you say certain things really matters. I think that's because you've been public for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But more than, more than ever, we're learning that now. Words matter. They, they really do. Yeah. They really yeah. do. 
it's so easy to be nice. It's so much easier to be nice. It's it yeah. feels nice. Yeah. It does. And when yeah. people are horrible to me on Twitter, I just nap before years ago, I would read it and think, oh, what? Yeah. Even though you understand that people, there are many people who are not going to like you, no matter what you do. And now I just scroll right past it. Really. And it's, it's a very empowering feeling to just know that it does, it really doesn't matter. They don't know how I am as a mother to our beautiful yeah. children or how yeah. I am to, you know, they don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible what people put out there. I that's the same with when we look for restaurant reviews or something, I'm like, the only people putting anything after a restaurant review, are the people who are going to be negative. So yeah. there's no use in reading this. I just want to go and try it. Be, you know, they've got four stars or two stars. And right. just because I think the people who want to be negative are the ones that'll post. If I have a great dinner, I'm not going to go to Yelp and go, hey, I had a great dinner. Right. You just want to be, uh, like you said, you just want to be positive in this world that you have to be. And in these days, it's just, it's harder and harder to instill that into uh, some people. But we try every day. That's one of the reasons I, I do this because I'm trying to give voice to other, we're going to have other groups on here, small community theaters who are trying to work their way through the pandemic and trying to get back some other small nonprofits like ours so we can give voice out there as well. So we're just trying to keep it positive, keep everything going. Um, the doctors and scientists are going to come on and talk about all the great things that they're doing. That's kind of why I started this during the pandemic to give some sort of positivity to my group saying, see, there's other people out here going through the same thing. They want to help you, that sort of yeah. thing. So, so that's why I kind of started this as a way to, uh, to try to give back in a way we couldn't since we're not on stage and can't do what we do. So it goes back to um, what we were talking about before, you know, getting through difficult times with a positive attitude, right? I mean, I think if you if you broadcast that out and you, you try to live, I mean, nobody's perfect and you're going to get annoyed with things. But if you try to live your life with a, with a positive outlook and just choose to respond, you know, kindly, even when you, every impulse is like, mm, you know, I hate you. Uh, if you just do the exact opposite and kind of demonstrate, it feels better. I love you. Yeah, it's so it's selfish. Yes, it's selfish. Yes, it, it makes you feel good. Yes, uh, and a yeah. byproduct is other people feel good. So, yeah. my daughter is a barista, and she she came home yesterday, and, and it was a tough day because, like you, their air conditioner died. So she's making right. hot coffees, and they they kept walking into the freezer to cool off. But she said, you know, a guy came in today and he was very upset and angry and complained about prices. And she goes, I was just nice back to him because he, he was provoking me to want me to be mean to him so he could keep going. But the more she was nice to him, the more he just kind of like, okay, okay, walked away. And it's kind of that thing. If you'd be nice to people, maybe it pushes the meanness out of them or whatever they're going through that day. If you can be nice to those people. All right. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It really means a lot to me. It means a lot to my organization that you support us. We support Voices of Hope. Are you kidding? Thank you. So everybody knows where to find Maria. Dale, would you like to uh, give a shout out to your art website? Because I go on there and look at all your new stuff all the time. It's just, oh. it's, I forward it to all my friends. I'm like, you have to see this stuff. It's incredible. That's nice. Yeah. It's, it's just dalestefanos.com. One of the ladies in our group, um, her son is an illustrator. He actually... Um, Won the Oscar. He was the illustrator for Coco. No way. I love Coco. Yeah, Dean Kelly. I have a signed print that he did especially for for us that I won at the auction a couple of years ago. He did a Monsters Inc. Monsters oh, wow. University. Yeah. Wow. 
if you've seen Monsters University and the mother who drives him in the van. Yeah. That's his mother? That's his mother. That's awesome. <laughs> so he works his mother is also the inspiration for Auntie and Coco. Oh, my God. Oh, I love Coco so much. So he, he works for Pixar? Yeah, he works there. He's, uh, he's got a new movie coming out, which they haven't told us what it is yet because they're not allowed to. Yeah. But he's got he's working on something now. Um, he worked on Coco for, I want to say, four or five years. Oh, yeah, sure. Going to Mexico and doing all the stuff they do there. And you know how long it takes to do those things. But yeah, he's yeah. his mother is in our group. And we've got some really cool stuff. I have a print he did for us. It's all the Monsters, Inc. animals opening the doors at the North Shore Music Theater. Oh, it's really cool. It's really but I actually sent him a link to your stuff. I say, have you ever seen that? It's amazing. So he's hopefully he opened it. And it's hard to uh, it's hard to say with him because when he's in his drawing mode for his uh, busy. movies, you don't hear from him for a long what time. <laughs> Dean Kelly. Dean Kelly, I will come up. He's uh, he's done a lot of amazing work. He used, he started on The Simpsons years ago. Oh wow! Is he local? Yeah, they're out of Chelmsford. I think he was on Chronicle once, I believe. He was on one of the news magazine shows here. I thought it was Chronicle, but it might have been uh, another one. Yeah, so that was years ago before Coco. He mentored my daughter a little bit, talking to her a little bit through email, saying, you know, keep it up, that sort of thing, just positive yeah. reinforcement. So really good guy. It's incredible the people that are out there that are doing the work that also will take a time, like you guys do, to reach back out and help the Always. next generation come up and work. So Always. I had a lot of people do that for me, I, and, and uh, we will both never forget. Yep. We will yep. never forget that same good deal. Yep. I got to meet your mom someday. She's, she She's, sounds incredible. She's she amazing. is. She's amazing. And the last thing I'll say about, about his mom is that I was a 16-year-old girl who grew up in this wonderful maybe 15 year old girl who grew up in this wonderful greek family and you know we sat around the dinner table and we had all of that and dale's mother when dale moved to groveland and i met dale and then we were dating and boyfriend and girlfriend his mother was a dean at northeastern and she drove a convertible volkswagen she was the reason why i thought i could do everything and be anything and she would wear red 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 lipstick and have the top down in the convertible and she would wear boots and she was just this force <laughs> of nature that truly inspired me and I thought oh okay and to see her through the years and know how, what kind of an impact she had on me and to see how she handled that cancer diagnosis and how she continues to handle every single thing that comes her way. It's really as simple as just saying, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. I will do this. Yeah. I remember, I remember during that whole thing. And since I've, I've often thought and said, I hope if I have an inheritance, I hope my inheritance is that character and that attitude because you either have it or you don't. You don't have to wonder if you have it. You you have it. You have it. It's an it's a great inheritance. That's that's all you can ask is to uh, emulate somebody that you love. Yeah. You can see it in in how you both live your lives and give to others, and it's incredible. It's a you're an amazing family. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for your time. I will say the one the one negative part about Maria is she's promised me a chili recipe for I want to say four years now and I still don't have it. She's Greek; they never give the. We don't the give the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> when my when my stepfather passed a few months ago and I brought some stuff home after we closed the house, I found my mom's recipe box. 
So I have recipes from her and her mom. So I have my grandmother's oh, recipes and her recipes all in their hand, all meticulously handwritten Beautiful. back when people could handwrite. <laughs> my sister gave me a big, we have a big platter of my mother's, one of her recipes that we always do, and it's in her handwriting, but she had it engraved on the platter. It's beautiful. Go to Etsy. Someday we'll be in person and we'll have a chili. We'll, I'll bring mine. You make yours and yeah. then we'll... We'll bring it and uh, we'll have a chili cook-off, so to speak. I'll win, but okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I thank you again very much. It's really been an honor for the past 10 years to have you and your family and your WCVB family work with us, sponsor us, support us. It's been a great way to get our message out, and we can't thank you enough. My honor. Again, I thank Dale for the uh, Kurt Cobain drawing he made my daughter. She was just floored by it and loved it. She cherishes it. It's going to be with her forever. So I thank you for that. My guests this week have been Maria and Dale Stefanos. I'll be remiss. Ed will yell at me if I don't get this out there. www.vohgolf.com. We need players and sponsors July 22nd at the Four Oaks Country Club in Dracut. We have some amazing auction items as well. There's a dinner afterwards. There are awards. vohgolf.com. And if you want to see our performances, which we're starting to put back together, vohboston.org check that site out thank you guys very very much truly appreciate it and we will see you next time 